Welcome to Highway Diary. I'm your host, Eric Collarbuck. I have a really fun show for you today. Um, this is episode 364, Insider Trading. Um, so I want to talk about insider trading. It's a really interesting topic. Um, now, the UFC has banned fighters from betting on fights, all fights, not just their fight. I understand, like, let's say you're a UFC fighter and you bet that your opponent is going to kick your ass and you go to the window and put $50,000 that you're going to get your ass kicked. And then you go in there and, you, you know, and you can take a dive. I understand that. But now you can't even bet that your teammates are going to win. Your coaches can't bet that you're going to win because they're such a badass. You know, you can't bet that if you hear uh, through a camp of a camp that that fighter has a leg injury, then you can't bet. So it gets in the territory of insider trading. So UFC Fight Night 64, uh, Derek Miner and Shemayan, uh, I don't know how to say this guy's name, Nerdan Bike, Nerdan Bike, uh, a Chinese gentleman, um, he kicked uh, Derek Miner's ass, uh, and there was a lot of suspicious betting going into it. And Derek Miner had a leg injury; his left leg or his left knee was really shot going into the fight, and a lot of people put money on that. And then, uh, sure enough, in a minute and seven seconds, he loses. Um, and so they that initiated the rule change of no UFC fighter whose active roster can bet on no other UFC match ever, full stop, no MMA contest. Um, but I want to say something about this because just because uh, Derek Miner's leg was injured doesn't mean he didn't have a chance. I mean, he had a chance. I mean, when you first square up, when he's fresh, just because a leg injury, it doesn't mean he can't pull off some kind of spinning elbow or something like that if he's overall in good shape, except, you know, fighters can compromise. They can switch positions to, to save your leg from getting leg kicked. And, you know, he could have won, but just that information of his left leg was compromised was too much. And they said, full stop, you can't bet. There's a little bit of insider trading that goes on to the public and it's something called open workouts. And one of a pioneer of the sport of MMA, a good, uh, someone who got me into the sport of MMA and the UFC was the, the rivalry between Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz. I thought it was such a fun rivalry. Tito's like, oh, we trained together. We're friends. We can't fight. And Chuck Liddell's like, I'll kick his ass. And then he did. And I was like, oh, this is cool. But after Chuck gets out of the UFC and he gets knocked out a couple times by Shogun, he gets knocked out by Rich Franklin. The UFC has him retire, and then he comes back like eight years after he retires at the age of 39. He comes back at the age of 47 or 48, and he did an open workout. And I'm going to show this open workout of Chuck Liddell now. Now, I'm biased because I you know, said before I'm at Ricky Lord's Boxing Gym Monday to Friday, and uh, I... When I see him lumbering, he's already tired. He's already tired. Look how slow this is. I mean, God bless Chuck Liddell. He's a Hall of Famer. But when I was looking at this, okay, you're going to fight Tito. 
at the age of, this is so slow. This is so slow. I mean, oh my God. And he's tired. Look, he's taking deep breaths. Are you kidding me? So, you know, that is the public's opportunity to get some insider training is watching their open workouts. And people that hold meds, people that train kind of can see, you know, what's going on with if someone's in good shape or bad shape. Um, now, some people, when I think insider trading, I think of the Pelosi family. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is the Speaker of the House, and she has two, three hundred million dollars. The problem with that is her salary is a couple hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars a year. How is someone making two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a year amass a fortune of hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars? And the answer is senators, Congress people, politicians are not barred in any way, shape, and form. They're encouraged to insider trade. So let's say Nancy Pelosi, with her big old yamos, knows that the government, the U.S. government, is going to give Boeing a contract to build a bunch of fighter jets. And then she goes down with her big old yams to the stock market with $100,000, like half of her whole yearly salary. And she buys Boeing stock at $10 a share. She buys, you know... Uh, 10,000 shares at 10, then they announce the contract and it bounces with her Yamos, the stock from $10 a share to $70 a share. But boom, as soon as it hits that peak and all the normies maybe invest as well and pump it up to 85, click, boom, then it goes back to 10 after that well of cash goes in from the no bid government contract, legal, legal. There's rules for the oligarchy and then even UFC fighters who are throwing elbows at each other. Look, you can't insider trade. People knew that Derek Miner had a leg injury. That information got out there. You can't insider trade. You can't, you know, risk $500 to make $100. Why do I say that? <clears throat> uh, Shibian Nerdanbike was a minus two or a minus 400, uh, like he was the betting favorite. Meaning you have to spend two or $400 on him to win a hunter back. So let's say you put five on him, you would make one 125 back. I mean, he was a super favorite anyway, without the leg injury. But the casinos lost some money because I guess some people put some heavy bets down. And they they risked a hundred thousand to win twenty five thousand back or whatever. So then they have a whole investigation. How do they know this this prelim guy, this preliminary fight on the card, this obscure fight? All this cash came in uh, on the other side, and then they said, "Well, well, we have to do something because the casinos lost money, so we have to stop this insider trading." Meanwhile, the Pelosi family. They have hundreds of millions of dollars, but at least they spend it well. Um, so I have, uh, this is um, footage here of uh, Paul Pelosi back in August 23rd, uh, I'm sorry, um, May 28th, he got a DUI. So I'm gonna share my screen here. I have this, this is um, Nancy Pelosi's gay husband getting a DUI. 
There he is. He's 82. What's he going to do? Look, his wife, Nancy, is in Capitol Hill. Why, why not get drunk in Napa? He said, he said there, I, I don't want to lift my leg up to do a DUI check because I'm going to fall over because he's so drunk here. So they have hundreds of millions of dollars that they scam from insider trading. And what is this guy, this 82-year-old to do? I can't blame him. He goes up to Napa County, does wine tasting until he's blackout drunk. Now, I read an article that said that he was with a little, a little twinky boy at this time. But unfortunately, I can't see that because in the dash cam footage, I watched this from start to finish. What is parked in front of him is a tow truck and the tow truck goes away. Normally, when on a dash cam footage like this, you would see his car ahead. But for some reason, the policemen ended up in front and Paul Pelosi's car is behind. So I've never been able to um, ascertain whether or not it's true. And he had a little boy in his car, uh, a gay prostitute in his car. I don't know because, again, the dash cam footage I'm showing you here, we only are looking forward. So this is what insider trading is. You get a ruling class of guys he, he can't. He can't stand. He can't stand. They're doing. Um, so for this DUI, he was sentenced to five days in jail. Uh, he spent two days in jail and then got off on good behavior. Does that sound like something that would happen to you? Do you think that you would get sentenced for five days in jail for your DUI? Not his first DUI. Five days in jail for his third, fifth, sixth DUI. Would you only spend two as a peasant and get off for good behavior? So the cop is saying, look, I don't want you to fall and hurt yourself. You're drunk, 82, and you, uh, <laughs> you, you might fall over during this uh, DUI uh, test of lifting one foot, lifting the other. You could injure yourself. We, we want to put kids glove on for the psycho ruling class. Who, um, okay, who gets DUIs with hundreds of millions of dollars fleeced in insider trading deals by your wife, who's the Speaker of the House, the third in chain of command. It goes President, Vice President, Speaker of the House. She's the third in line for being the President of the United States, and her husband just going around. What else is he going to do? He's bored in the mansion most of the time. So I did a deep dive this morning. I read every article from both sides about the alleged, look, we had 9-11 where the Twin Towers were brought down. The same thing, uh, January 6th is just like 9-11. Just like January 6th is Paul Pelosi is beaten with a hammer. It's the same. They're all the same tragedy level. Um, so. Here's the problem with this story. And I've read articles on both sides. I'm not some Q-tard, I'm not some whatever. There's a couple of facts that everyone agrees to. Number one, um, Paul, now Paul Pelosi, obviously, not only does he have security detail because he's uh, the husband of the Speaker of the House and he's in her official San Francisco residence, um, close to Bohemian Grove, by the way, but so, 
there's another person in the house when this alleged attacker broke in. This guy did not break into the house, and I'll tell you how I know that. They have a security system. The security system was not uh, triggered, okay? They also came into the house at around 2.30 in the morning. There was another person, either security, an assistant, something like this in the house at the same time. So Paul Pelosi brings uh, this guy called David DePepe into the house, doesn't trigger the alarm. They get into a little tussle because um, David Pepe is a 42-year-old Canadian and um, he is a, is a professional student. He's been taking one class at Berkeley for 10 years. So this, in this way, he's like always like a part-time student and he's just amassing credits so he can be a creepy weirdo on the campus. And um, he's, he's like, uh, so there's an area of San Francisco called the Castro, which is where it's the gay friendly, the gay friendliest district in America. And um, he's gone to a lot of protests for different things, um, naked. So he's a professional grad student, naked, activist, protester, drugs. And so then he goes home with Paul Pelosi after the bars closed at 2 a.m. They get to the house at 2.30 a.m. They don't trigger the alarm system. Um, that's when things take a turn because uh, they get... So when the police show up, um, David DePepe is in his underwear only, um, with a hammer and um, Paul Pelosi locks himself in the bathroom when the trick goes wrong to uh, call the police. The police show up and only when the police are show up at the threshold, that's when David Pepe starts beating Paul with the hammer on drugs. Um, so this is more of a gay prostitute situation. They had a little spat. now. A guy like this, uh, who's been a professional grad student, is probably always hurting for money. He's always big borrowing and stealing. He's a, a Canadian expat living in Berkeley, doing as much of the bohemian lifestyle as possible. So then he's always like, you know, got to turn tricks for cash, right? So then he is trying to, when he finds himself in the Speaker of the House's mansion, ooh, I'm an activist, I'm on drugs, I'm a gay nudist. I'm gonna this, I'm gonna get as much money as possible from this situation. That's all he's thinking. He just went home with an 82-year-old alcoholic creepo with hundreds of millions of dollars. So then Paul Pelosi goes into the bathroom at three something in the morning, um, five months after his 15th DUI. And he um, calls the police and he says, look, my friend, he's getting a little aggressive. He calls him his friend on a 911 call. I don't have that transcript that's scrubbed from the internet. I can't get that right now. Um, so I'm just, you know, insider trading. The end result of insider trading is you amass so much money that you're bored. He's bored in a mansion. Boo hoo. So what does he do? He needs company. He needs to get connections with people. And so he goes to Napa, California with a lady boy. 
he goes to um, and gets a DUI. Then he's strolling the Castro, going to bars, bringing home David DePepe, who doesn't trigger the alarm. There's a third person in the house who's a security detailer and assistant. They don't call the cops. They're probably asleep. Paul Pelosi goes in to the, you know, disengages the alarm system. He did not break in. The pictures of him, his uh, house being allegedly broken into, the glass is going out. If you break in a window from the outside, the glass goes in the house. All the pictures are the glass out. So he was smashing the windows out, out um, in his underwear on drugs. So um, that's the end result of insider trading. I'm just, this is, this is the idle rich. The end result of the idle rich is an 82 year old getting beaten with a hammer by a gay prostitute on drugs. This has been Highway Diary episode three, six for insider trading with Paul Pelosi. Bye everybody.